You don't know today before you go to work, Allah is going to take you away back. This was your last chance to read your salah and you didn't. This is why there will come a time when people won't even read salah. They won't even say Allah's name. They will be ashamed. They won't say Allah. So you won't hear anyone remembering Allah, talking about Allah. No salah, no zakah, no hajj, no nothing. Because there won't be anyone saying Allah, Allah, according to the hadith. The anger of Allah will take over to the degree that he will declare that the trumpet be blown and the world will come to an end. Everything will be destroyed completely to smithereens. Allah will not destroy anything unless it deserves to be destroyed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not cause the world to end if there is even a single person who's worshipping him. So you and I do not want to become statistics. Remember that. We don't want to be moving signs of Qiyamah. Every time you are lazy with your salah, you are a person. Remember, the next generation will be even more lazier than you, even more lazy than you. Remember this. So fulfill it. Get up for the sake of Allah. How long does it take? It doesn't take too long. There will be people who will abandon reading the Quran. They will abandon it. My brothers and sisters, I want you to answer me with a show of hands. How many of you in your mobile phones do you have an application where you can read the Quran in? Put up your hands high. I see almost null exception. Everyone, shukran. Everyone has it. Now I want to ask you, how many of you use that app to read the Quran every day, at least once? Put up your hand high. I see one tenth of the hands. Allahu Akbar. Congratulations. It's a bigger figure than I was expecting. It shows we are still further away from Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. At least people are reading the Quran. You might argue, okay, I don't read it on the app. I read it maybe, you know, using the Mus'haf, which is a greater reward, for example, because for that you need wudu. You need to be on a higher level of purity. If you're reading from your phone, you know, according to some of the scholars, you wouldn't really need to have wudu as such. The, the, you know, the level of purity, it can be slightly lower because it's not a Mus'haf. But when you open the Mus'haf, the reason why the scholars say there is a greater reward when you open the Mus'haf itself is because you need to be on a higher level of purity. That's one of the reasons. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. Either way, I don't want to say this or that. I want to say, read the Quran, whether it's here or there or on an app or even on the walls in the masjid. You know, when you go into the masjid, my little son asked me once when we went to Medina Munawwara, what's all this Arabic writing on the wall? I said, it's Surah Yasin. Look at it. It starts from here. It goes all the way around the whole haram and they finish it. And it's actually more than that. It goes on and on and on. He said, but why do they write it on the wall? It, isn't it in the Quran? I said, yeah, so why do they have to write it on the wall? Now, you know, me and my logical answers. I said, you know what, son? Some people are too lazy to open the book. <laughs> and the son was too sharp. He tells me, but that, that means that they're only going to read one ayah because from this wall to that wall, there's only one verse. I said, well, one verse is, is good enough, isn't it? 
I don't think you'll be telling me the truth, you know. But the point being raised is even if you're reading it off a wall, a lot of us in our houses, we have plaques. These plaques have verses of the Quran. Some of the scholars actually say that's not good. You, you are perhaps insulting the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by hanging it. I want to say if you have it hung, at least read it. At least read it. We have the 99 names of Allah for the last 30 years hanging in our lounge and we still don't know them off by heart. Come on. Spend a little bit of time when you enter the lounge. 99 names. We take pictures of it. We put it on the Snapchat story that we started using a few days ago. Mashallah. And what happens? Everything starts flowing. Oh my house. I've got this Islamic artwork. This artwork. I've had the 99 names of Allah. This surah. That surah. Everything is here. But I've never read it. I just take pictures of it and put it online. Like the people who enter a store and they test all the clothes in the store. They take all the pictures and show them all over Facebook and everywhere else. But those clothes do not belong to them. They didn't buy them. No one knows that they were only testing them. They put them back. And the whole world thinks, wow, rich lady, everyday new pair of shoes. No, I pass by, you know, the, the, the store that sells shoes every day. And I just take pictures with a different pair. Allahu Akbar. That's what we are doing when it comes to religious matters as well. It's all about photographs. It's all about a show and nothing in reality. It's a life full of show. That's why the hadith says there will come a time nothing will remain of Islam except the name. Nothing will remain of the Quran except the print, the drawing, you know, the words. That's it. The masajid will be built well and possibly even well attended. But people will enter and exit ceremonially. You enter the masjid like a ceremony. You exit, you achieve nothing. It was just a ceremony. I went to get over and done with something, but I came out without achieving anything much. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. So let's go back to this hadith where the Prophet sallallahu speaks about intoxicants. He speaks about there will come a time when people of my ummah will consider adultery permissible. They might call it different names. They might do different things, but they will consider it permissible. Call it muta, call it whatever you want. But adultery is adultery. Fornication is fornication. Immorality is immorality. Remember that. The names that people may call it irrelevant. The hadith says people will consider it permissible. Yastahilluna al-hira. You know what al-hira means? It means a zina. It means immorality, evil, sexual misconduct. They will consider it halal. That's the meaning of the term istihlal. Yastahillun. And the hadith continues to say, wal-harira. That's very, very interesting. The hadith says, people will consider the wearing of silk permissible. What does that mean? What does the Prophet ﷺ mean when he says that? He means for men it is prohibited to wear silk. That's what he says. You know, the Prophet ﷺ once had silk in one hand and gold in the other. And he said, These two are prohibited for the males of my ummah. That's what he said. So you and I know the two are prohibited. Then he said there will come a time when the males will consider from my ummah, the males will consider silk and to wear it permissible. It's a sign of the hour. So 
The scholars have made mention of a very, very interesting point. They say female clothing will be worn by males and male clothing will be worn by females. Swapping of clothing. Because al-harira is supposed to be feminine. For women it's permissible to wear silk. It's part of their beauty, adornment and gold and so on. Jewelry is for women. Adornment, beautification, that's for women. And then when men start considering it permissible, nothing wrong. So you have men wearing a dress. And they say, nothing wrong with this. What's wrong? Why are you looking at me? Subhanallah. Okay, mine is a little bit long, alhamdulillah. <laughs> but you have, I'm talking of female clothing, male clothing. You and I know, over time, the dress codes have changed. How the prophecy of Muhammad came true. How amazing. Dress code has changed to the degree that our grandmothers and in most cases our own mothers, if they are beyond the age of 50, we would never dream that they wore some of what our daughters are wearing today. Subhanallah. And people buy stuff, it's just called, oh, this is unisex. I'm not saying it's always haram, please don't get me wrong. But if it is something that belongs to the females and the males are wearing it, it's part of this hadith. And if there is something that belongs to the males and the females are wearing it, it's part of this hadith. I'm not condemning any specific clothing, but I'm just telling you the mixing of clothing. Be careful. This is why in Islam, if you are a very modest person and you are concerned about these matters, as a male, you wear masculine clothing. And as a female, you make sure it's feminine clothing. That's just a good Muslim for you. I'm not saying the others are bad, but I am saying these are a little bit more conscious when it comes to clothing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. I wouldn't ever want to arrive on the day of Qiyamah and be thrown in with the group of people who are known as these are the people who were the statistics of the last hour. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. Thank you so much for listening to the short message. I pray that it has increased you in a little bit of motivation and hope. And the same applies to all of us. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.